Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean, either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched if I do say so myself. I've noticed that and I think our listeners have noticed too because I've been picking up on a bunch of TikTok comments that have been like, you're glowing recently. So hats off to Dime. No one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine. The work system from Dime Beauty has everything you need in one powerful package. It includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. Guys, we're on the penultimate episode of Salty Utah Queens season How one. How far we've come. I was shocked when it said on the season finale. I was like, what? I was ready for like Same. eight more episodes. I thought they were going to go to like 18 at least. Another country because this was pre-COVID. I was like, what? We only got Vegas? We only got yeah, Vegas? It was, it was shocking to me too. And then I found myself like immediately wanting more. My feel, I'm so conflicted. But then I, I was like. This episode was this- great. This episode was great, and it was the first time I really saw, like, what this series could be. Correct. Like, and so it gave me a lot of hope, but just as I was getting hope, the gods tore it out of my clutches. As always, just cruel, like... 
Um, to be expected in 2021. But I, um, yeah, it was a great episode. But I'm like, what? That was so quick. A test run. Too fast. Gone season, too soon. I feel like season ones are always very, are always short. We just haven't had one in a while of like short a new, and sweet. I want to make this short and sweet. But we just haven't had like the first season of Potomac, I believe, was short. Um, they always it's kind of like an experiment run. Yeah, a dress rehearsal. I look forward to more. I look forward to next week's episode, and I am really looking forward to the reunion. Yes, me too. Um, um I, but can we talk? Oh, sorry. I was just gonna say I just wanna I just wanted to let you know that I watched three episodes of The Bling Empire on Good, Netflix. Good, because that's you read my mind because that is what I wanted to speak with you about, and I saw that you had tweeted some thoughts and opinions about that show, so I was ecstatic to see that you were. Yeah, I had to do more. The- I so I'm I'm obviously that has a full tense. I was like, whoa! I got seven more. Um, I love it. I'm. Uh, what's his name? Kevin, the hot model. Kevin, the hot model. A Philly, a Philly diamond. So happy he's from Philadelphia. You can kind of hear it in his voice. He's yeah, so true. fucking hot. Philly hive. He's so beautiful. Um, I love that everyone sort of just like keeps him around to kind of flirt with him. Mm-hmm. He's like kind of this like object to everyone, man and women. <laughs> and um, hot and a little bit dumb. But he's not a, so dumb that no, like he's, cun- he's a little cunning. He's a little cunning. Kind of, it's like he has. I think he plays up this like oh shucks like totally act for the camera like and Nick that, Arroway. Like, he's like kind of the Great you're Gatsby. Not that naive. Yeah, he's like Nick from who, the Great me? Who me? Oh, I didn't know I wasn't supposed to. I brought back these gifts. It's like you know what you're. You're okay if you're also if you're a model. If you're a model in Los Angeles, honey. You know, like the first time you've been gifted a thing or two. Yeah, you know the score. If you're in fashion, if you're a model, I feel like you're like you've been around this stuff before. So I'm like, hmm. But he has some. I think he has morals. Like when he told Kim that she was raised by wolves, I was like, thank you for saying that because her infraction was grievous. Yeah, that was, was cruel. Not right. Her and that ghoul. That I don't like Guy Tang either. I. I do not the gay? stand for by Guy Tang. Mm-mm. I don't trust him at all. I don't trust him. Don't that like was, him one that fucking was, bit. Who you're in this woman's beautiful home and you like you th- getting a facial and getting your fucking mouth massaged. Uh, like I would kill for that. I've had that done on her beautiful lawn. She's sharing her wealth with you and like invited you into home. her home and you're going to go find her penis pump and shame her for it? Fuck you. And not only shame it, but like break it, I think. Yeah. By throwing it out the window. Throw it it's out like, a window? Way to waste someone's... a good pump. Yeah. He was like, I have this next to my bed. I know. It. It's like, okay, shut the fuck up. Yeah, fuck off, guy. Who are can. you? If I saw that, I'd, be, I'd that go, hell yeah. I think came for him like hard enough. Kim took a lot of the blame for that, but I think Guy Tang is just as guilty. He threw it. Yeah. Kim has won me over again. I love that she looks like she looks like Asian Kylie Jenner. She looked I was like, holy shit. She there was one shot of her. Where I was like, she looks like Kylie Jenner before Kylie got like really rich. She's midway Kylie Jenner when she'd started her lip injections, but not fully transformed uh-huh. into the Kylie, Kylie Jenner, Jenner we know today. Kylie Jenner when she was still like writing like those like dystopian novels that Kendall and her go- had ghost written. 
Yeah, and when she was like active on Tumblr. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Kylie's Tumblr? Yeah. I was obsessed with her. She was Tumblr. wearing like a pencil dress and like she was chic on her Tumblr, but she had good images there. Um, but yeah, it was really. But anyway, I love Anna. I love she's so bizarre. I just love her like her cadence, her whisper, her her tits. Uh, her I tits. love her freedom. She's tits out, which is a level of tit that I aspire to, that I'm getting there. But, like, she really... She's elegance. She's yeah, old elegance. money. Old, mm. <laughs> old arms dealing money. Just, like, <laughs> she just has, like, that, like, eccentric wealth that is really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, she's spontaneous. She'll just fly you to Paris for fun. Love. She's, she buys... She shares the wealth. Like, buying people things. I'm like, yeah, sign me up. I yeah. love Florent, her French gay. friend, her French gay. Florent. I love Florent. Uh, her. I love Florent just waiting for her at the at the plaza in Paris. Mm-hmm. I love her being a flight attendant. I love p- p- playing pretend. I like when rich people are like, I want to try it. This is fun. Like an mm-hmm. actual job that people do. And they're like. Ooh, it like cosplay, yeah. like LARPing as. It, well, it's very like Mar- when Marie Antoinette had like Petite Triad, and, or I think that's what it's called. It was like her her mock dairy farm that she had built <laughs> where she like pretended to be a milkmaid to like See, <laughs> be a peasant. Uh, <laughs> really fun. We're uh, playing peasant. Um, but she, yeah, she's just, she's, she's exciting to watch. I had the thought that she should be on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. No, they don't deserve her. They don't deserve her. And someone pointed out that they would probably like eat her up. Yeah. She's, she's sensitive. She is. And she. She seems a like, little fragile. The show. What I really love about Bling Empire is it's giving me that Vanderpump format of like an, an older matriarch surrounded by like young 30 somethings. And I think they had to have known that going into the show, like being like we need to like figure out a way to have this world kind of be like that and that really works well um i love christine and baby g baby g is a real like i want to be friends with baby g he's adorable he's adorable i'm obsessed with christine she's like the devil but i'm here for it i think she's also evil but i think she has like i'm i sympathize with her especially for like what she's gone through with her husband's family and like having yeah, to play that like really fun. sexist game with them and like i think she her dynasty her husband who literally goes back to like the dynasty yeah she's like if i was if that's fucking huge you don't see that in like white like white people like could never i feel like they didn't even exist that long ago <laughs> yeah they were like they had like like when you're and, like, dealing with like dynasties that go back to like one BC or whatever, like it's a different fucking game. Like a white person wishes they their fucking ancestry dot com would take them to a place of that. A place you of can't dynasty. get that. A place of dynasty is like you the don't even step dynasty. to that. The true uh, dynasty. Yeah. Um, I love. But yeah, she. I sympathize with her. I feel like she's playing it up a little, so I kind of appreciate her like campy. Um, mm-hmm. and I love her style. Uh, her husband freaks me out. Um, he seems I like, like Dr. Chu. I followed I, him on Instagram. I like him, but he seems like a big baby because he's like 
he has like tantrums kind of i feel like if he doesn't get his way he's a little bit of when a he baby throws, when you'll he throws get, the you'll towel get, i'm on episode okay. seven now and like dr chu he comes around and he actually is like dr chill well at first i was like okay he's a sweetie and then when he like threw his napkin and was like i'm the i th- i think the opposite of what you think and and stormed off i was like oh i don't like that mm-hmm. um but then i was like he probably just has stress because of all the pressure he's under from his parents but baby g is like i mean an angel and mm-hmm. so cool and i love when there's one part where she just hands him an apple and he just takes an apple he's just holding <laughs> baby g is wise beyond his he's years so smart um i love i love I like Manny that also speaks mandarin to baby g i know and french fucking I, insane i love i like kane kane is awesome I, I think he's like a really at first i was like who is this ghoul because of like all his plastic but then i was like he's really i love s- a man with extensive plastic surgery who's he also like it. a practicing buddhist he like I'm really in. I want to know what kind of Buddhism he practices. I was really into his whole like um, altar that he has set up by his shoe closet. And like, I think he's a really caring. Tell me more info. I think he has a big heart and he seems like a really good friend. And I love that him and Kevin are like, it's cool to see a straight man and a gay man be best friends on TV. And I love. Yeah. And they hug. And I loved seeing when he gave his friend. um, What the one whose mom died sheree sheree when he gave that really kind of beautiful like chanting thing like that was sweet and like she was crying and like she was like you guys are such good friends to me i was like very touched by kane and i would like him to be my friend i'd love to have lunch with kane in like an expansive beverly hills restaurant what are the restaurants they go to i'm like i have not at first i was like are they at villa blanca no, there was one that kind of looked like that, but they they go into like I think it must be like Beverly Hills restaurants we've never heard of or even thought about going into, but they're like always dining in a restaurant that's like twenty five thousand square feet. I feel like there's Beverly Hills restaurants that are just hiding in plain sight and are just they there, are. and only like rich are. people have access to, and we we can't see it because we're not in that like s- bracket. Um, Post COVID, we're. Checking gonna, this out. I'm finding that. Um, and I like I love Cherie and her daughter Jador. <laughs> Jador. And her I'm like, obsessed with Jador and then the baby that they have, which have you gotten to the when she's had her baby yet? Yeah. Or like Yeah, she just had her baby and the husband or not the husband, the guy who won't be her husband. They're married now. They recently oh, they, got married. Okay. Yeah. Secret a secret wedding. I love that for them. Um and I the girl who's married, who's dating that, what's her name? The Oof, Kelly. Kelly. Who's dating Andrew. Andrew is needs his name to Andrew or down. Alex? Andrew, I, I, the I Power Ranger. Right, right, right. He scares me. He, Kelly is in danger. Yeah. Like I was like, I was like, he's giving me like Mark Wahlberg, Nicole Faeva vibes, and I was like, mm-hmm. Kelly, absolutely. You're a cool woman. Like you're really smart. You're successful. You have a cool house. Like get out of there. You can date anyone you want. You like, gotta get out of there. Get the fuck out of there. When Anna was like staring at her when they were at the <laughs> boutique in Paris, and he was just screaming. Like no one should ever scream at you like that, ever. 
No, it was. And if you really get to a point abusive. in your relationship where one of you are screaming at the other one like that, you need to take a step back. That's not fucking normal. You and to, like, you need to leave. You got to get out. Mm-hmm. It's time to go. He has a really terrifying gaze, and he has like he has potential. Like I feel like he has like murder vibes. He absolutely is a murderer. It gets even, he gets even scarier and scarier as the series goes on. But I crave, I crave his energy on the show. Like he's been, I'm like, I loathe him yet. I crave him because he really brings like a nice dimension to the show. And I enjoy that the one white person on the show is actually like bonkers bat shit out of their fucking mind. As most are. Um, but yeah, he's, he, he was giving me, he was chilling me and I really like Kelly and I was just like, I love Kelly. I think she's really cool and like sweet. And I was like, I felt like I felt fear for her. Cause I was like, I kept, call, I kept thinking his name was Alex. I don't know um, but he really frightens me and he wears bronzer. He's extremely bronzed and maybe with a little bit of highlighter too. His hair. He's that therapy just... session. And also hearing that Kelly called his mom and she was like, I don't want to deal with my son. Yeah, red flag. Get out of there, girl. He probably like. Be single for a while. Just be like alone for a little bit. I think also Kelly's gone through so much trauma in her last relationship where her husband like defrauded people. I know. I swear to God, I remember hearing about that when she... I think I do, too. When she... I was and like, I've seen those articles. Yeah. Anyway, it's guys, no, it's a great show. Get out I'm, of there. I'm excited to keep watching, and thank you for bringing it up, and I'm, 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 I'm thrilled. It's the best show on TV right now, best reality show on television, and just fucking delivers a banger of an episode, one after another. Mm-hmm. My man Shaman Durek was in an episode... They go have a beach bonfire and then bring Shaman Durek out to like do he- readings and healings on them. Amazing. And I was like, work. I love him. It truly, it just gets better and better. It's a chef's kiss of a show. I'm grateful to the gods of reality. Yeah, it feels important. They blessed us. I love it. And Kane, if you're listening, come on the pod and please be our be my friend. Kane, let's get lunch or like let's talk about chanting tell me what kind of buddhism you pra- i've Kane. googled it multiple times like what kind of buddhism does Kane practice any readers that are listening that have more intel like yeah it looked really beautiful hit and, a bitch and, up it's and, gorgeous and i just i don't think it's nishiran buddhism because i practiced that for a while i don't think it's the same thing but it is like a i like a chanting yeah. i like active meditation i just like seeing people that are actually friends Mm-hmm. it's a great show a yeah. great program i'm like in with that we gotta go no i'm kidding speaking of great programs let's get into the second to last episode yeah my, name, my it, name's carrie my name's Lara. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to sexy sexy unique podcast salty utah salty queens salty utah queens we're back in vegas we're back they haven't left 
they are still in Vegas. Can I just say Whitney glows in Vegas? Yeah, Whitney comes alive in the city of sin. Um, she is hotter than she's ever been. I was continually impressed by her beauty and grace and elegance mm-hmm. in Vegas. So Whitney, so Whitney goes to Heather's hotel suite because she's just come back from the race car track. She's looking fearsome. Um, Whitney's wearing this like chic kind of what is it like a velvet silky thing going on. Whitney has like a black tank top and jeans. Heather is in like a velvet suit. All the girls are getting ready to have a beautiful dinner out. Jen is in her room getting ready with the Shaw squad. And it really seems like maybe, just maybe, these girls will have a beautiful evening together. Whitney goes, Heather was like, wow, you look great. And she was like, I just got back from the racetrack. And honestly, it was one of the most amazing things in my life. Whitney is just like buzzing from driving a car in a circle. Who knew that could be so thrilling? Meredith and uh, Lisa go down to the the room where they're eating in. And Meredith goes, we're here for the rose party. (laughs) I also love when Whitney reveals that Meredith's nickname for Lisa from the racetrack was school zone Barlow. That was hilarious. <laughs> she is school zone Barlow. But I she was like, refused to go fast. I was like, that would be me though. <laughs> I, she was. I love. She's cautious. She has brands. She has companies to take care of. She can't be out of work, out of commission from being injured. So like, she was taking it easy. She was taking it easy and going to sensible seventy miles an hour. <laughs> and the driver's <laughs> just going, okay, Miss Barlow, give it more speed, please, give it more Can speed. You- if you want to just let, if you want to just make it a little faster, you make can it a little have faster. a good time. And, she, and she's just like, oh, I would be driving like, I'd be pushing it to the fucking limit. Um, I'd be Whitney on that racetrack. Whitney's like, so you must have had a great day, you know, doing your shopping. And then Heather's face just drops. She does one of her amazing, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. and she tells Whitney about Jen getting upset. Yeah. Everyone's feeling pretty good about the conversations they had, except for Heather about her combo with Jen, because she knows that the Hulk is ready to fucking rage. Yeah, Hulk. She Hulk is like <laughs> mid. She Hulk is like mid transformation, like in the next suite over. She yeah, tells you ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't when seen it comes nothing to She Hulk. <laughs> Heather's Heather's like yeah. Jen's really fucking pissed at you still. And Whitney goes, "Wow, it's been quite the opposite to my face." And then you, they cut to her saying, like, can you forgive me? And then Jen, they're in, the, they're in the hot tub at the hot springs. And Jen goes, yeah, I forgive you. And then she goes, mm. And I was like, it's pretty clearly she's not. Yeah, I don't think. I wouldn't take, like, Jen's forgiveness in a rusty bathtub as, like, you're, you've been forgiven. I would say, like, you got forgiven on camera. But, like, Jen Shaw is not happy. Clearly. Jen joins Meredith and Lisa downstairs and it, she's simmering with rage. Jen's like, so how was your day with Whitney? And Lisa <laughs> goes, I thought it was great. <laughs> and I wrote, Jen is blackout. Yeah, I wrote, Jen needs to get over it. Like at this point, I'm, I'm was trying to figure out like why she's still mad. Mm-hmm. And she's mad that Whitney, she's mad 
that Whitney confronted her at Sharif's party and she's mad that Whitney lied, mm-hmm. I guess, about Meredith and Lisa saying that they're scared of Jen, which, yeah, it's fucked up, but it's also just like, get over it. Now move on. Move you know on. what I mean? Like, you're clearly, you're the only person hung up on this. And if you, if that's the sign or like if that's you in a friend group, it's the sign that like you have problems. Totally. Jen and Lisa start kind of having this very circular conversation about how Jen is like, I don't understand. Like she threw you, Whitney threw you both under the bus. Like how could you even talk to her today or do anything with her? And then Lisa just goes, I accepted her apology. She just, I, and I, I liked the way Lisa was handling the escalation. She just kept being mm-hmm. like calmly, like it's okay. Like I accepted it. We've moved on. It's not a big deal, but Jen is really trying to make it like tell tell them just how badly Whitney betrayed them. Yeah, and like it. Do you think Jen is just drunk here when she comes down? Like she's I already do. drunk. I think she's is been that... day drinking, and she's like has that. Like... Oh yeah, because they had drinks at the shopping day, Listen, and this is later on. Yeah, I forgot a, about that. As a former day drinker. No good is going to come if you've been drinking for like longer than four hours in a day and it's like starting to get twilight like you're now like must accept that you're going into like another world of of (laughs) drunkness and you either need to go home and sleep or take coke or do or do like speed. I wouldn't to... tell Jen that she needs to take coke. No, take coke. I would say that that maybe she needs like. You need a some, line of K. <laughs> she needs yeah, a you bump need, of K. You need some Molly. Yeah, she needs a little bit of Molly. She needs like a loving, she needs a little, t- some Molly water. But you're not going to be able to function unless you have like some kind of amphetamine slash disassociative thing going on because you're not going to be able to like continue being a human. And it's only, you're only going to cry or like <laughs> something bad's going to happen. <laughs> Jen needs some Molly water and then to me immediately taken to like a rave. Yeah. Where everyone's vibe is like plur and then she can dance out her bad vibes for three to four hours. Yeah. Get really sweaty and then she needs to be taken back to the hotel, given a tiny little bit of Xanax and then go to bed. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I just mean like in general, like in Jen's case, she should not be given any kind of upper. But I just mean like if you're <laughs> this is the point of day drinking where like. You try to go out and you're just, if you still, if you try to keep going, you're only going to like end up in tears or just saying bizarre things and sending weird text messages. And if you're a rage, if you're a rager by nature, you shouldn't maybe stop drinking altogether. You're going to be cranky. And Jen is proving that right now. She starts getting... That rage that she feels when you like, it just is, she, she needs to stop drinking. Yeah, she needs to not drink. And and she just keeps escalating and escalating. And she starts, like, using fouler and fouler language. And at one point, she's, like, saying, like, this is so fucked up. And she's cursing. And, and she's right next to Meredith. And Meredith is, like, kind of looking down. And the Meredith goes, <laughs> I need to excuse myself again. I will not be engaging. And you can engage in this. I will not be. And she gets I up and just Meredith- leaves. <laughs> And then walks through like a dim, dimly lit lobby, just throwing her arms up at like no one in particular. I just love yeah. her like sulking around like a dark lobby. I love 
I really want to go to this Nomad Hotel yeah, it in looks Vegas. Nice. It looks really nice. I've been to the one in LA like a bunch pre-COVID. And this Vegas one looks luxe and dark. And I'm in. Jen just- I love when, when Meredith just doesn't. I'm no longer engaging. She goes, I will know. I need to excuse myself. Goodbye. You guys can engage in this. I'm not. I need to excuse myself. I'm not myself. engaging. And then Jen's I'm like, what the engaging. fuck, Meredith? How can you leave me? How can you leave it's me like, again? What? You're literally not being left. You are screaming at this woman. How do you leave me again? Being left again? No. <laughs> she goes, left again and then she starts levitating out of her seat and meredith i will not be engaging in this and then meredith discloses that she was basically like in an abusive household growing up with like a child of divorce and like a broken home and she's used to she grew up hearing that kind of language and she's in therapy and she's put her boundaries up and she will not like a chaotic divorce household where like you're both parents are pitting you, trying to like pit you against the other one. Mm-hmm. And, like, but she's mm-hmm. basically like, I don't, I don't. She's like, I can't. It triggers me. So she leaves. She goes and like sits in a bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jen flips out, and then Heather and Whitney arrive. Leave again. Leave me again. <laughs> and right at that moment, Heather and Whitney stroll in and jen is like you and then just turns her rage onto whitney who's like i do not know why this is happening now and Heather i don't tries know why to like also jen is holding her drink sloshing it around and then like heather tries to be like jen like calm down like what's going on and jen hits heather she slaps like, heather's hands <gasps> Which She's, is taking it too far. Like, yeah. you cannot get, like, physical. I mean, already no. you're out of line, but now you're getting physical. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You don't hit your friends. You don't hit a friend. You, you don't, don't hit, hit anyone. anyone. But, like, especially a, fr- especially a dear friend. Jen goes, I love that. As soon as they walk in, she goes, <gasps> you there! You. <laughs> and they're, they're like, what? And then, weirdly, Henry, Jen's bodyguard, yeah, he he, he shows like, up. If you have to travel with a bodyguard that's there to protect other people from you, then there's a big problem. And it's weird. Lisa's because like weirdly kind of trying to placate Jen. Yeah, like, which I was like not understanding. Like she's like, "I will walk with you. No one is leaving you. I hear you. I hear you're upset. Let's just walk together." And Jen is not having it. Like the rage has been unleashed, and like. No one will walk with anyone for the I, rest of the night. I just realized I loved, I said, I, Meredith walking around dark hotel lobbies. Slay. <laughs> <laughs> she did slay. She said, I am not engaging. I will be slaying. And then went to go I have sashay two things, into a bar. Two things I need to, I need to say one thing and we'll say something else when it comes up. But I, I just need to say that I've been like, give it, give me more Meredith and Meredith. I realized like maybe was a star all along and I just like maybe didn't see it. So I'm, I'm acknowledging my lapse in like icon spotting and Mm -hmm. Meredith Marks is iconic. Yeah. And like, she's she's, everything. She's everything. Her look in the scene that, 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 I mean, 
her looks in all the episodes and actually like this was a breakthrough episode for me and I felt badly about like all the shit that we talked about this season because I I was just like in a tizzy I think and like feeling I've never gone I guess I've never like recapped a show from just like season one a nascent stage yeah a nascent stage I like to give things time to percolate and resonate before I like weigh in so it was like a taking a different approach with the pod but it's probably because of me and I'm more reactive than you and you probably were being encouraged by me so I apologize no it's fine it's been a good experiment you gotta mix it up I want to say that I was I have been unfair about Brooks. Oh yeah, we were having like a moment on the bonus episode when we were recording where we were like, wait, maybe we're too hard on sweet Brooks. Brooks Innocent Brooks. Brooks did like a, a strategist like for New York magazine, like things I can't live without. And like I, I identified with like a good amount of what he was writing. And he's he seems he's t- what, twenty-two, and I I'm 31 and I'm a fucking idiot. So like I can't pass judgment on any young gay and I was too harsh with him and he's he has been bratty in some scenes and like some of his He's behavior- a nightmare but we're all but we're I, all nightmares. We were all nightmares and I I have to say that I, I have to be quite honest with I you. I have to be quite honest with you. I stand Brooks Brooks Marks. Okay, well that's taking it further than I would. <laughs> I wouldn't say okay. Laura's face. Whoa, okay. Uh, I don't. Whoa. I don't stand him, but I. I appreciate Brooks, and I. I. I have a healthy like for him. I'm here for more. I would like to see more of him, and like. I'm interested uh, in the poltergeist. Yeah. I. I. I'm still convinced that he's channeling a demon, but mm-hmm. I. I forgive him for some of his. More questionable behavior he's definitely demonic in a lot of ways but so show me I. a 22 year old that isn't an absolute daemon daemon yeah. inside and out like <laughs> it's it is what it your is. face but, when i said i kind of said that half because i knew you would react that way but i was like <laughs> I, I wanted you you were like shocked. Lara literally went oh, like <laughs> in horror I was. <laughs> I stand like Meredith Mark. Swinging, Marks. yeah, we stand Meredith, but like swinging from one polarity to the next, like going from like Brooks bashing to being like, and therefore I do, I will be standing the one and only Brooks. To which I, truly to was which like, I say, are you okay? <laughs> to which I say, get well soon. To which I say, I'm calling Cedars. But truly, my switch between unstanding and standing Brooks is as is radical as jen's moods um (laughs) truly all it takes is for someone to say they enjoy brita filters and you're like and that (laughs) is the end and i shall be standing from here to forward (laughs) from henceforth you shall be known but yeah listen to our bonus episode this saturday patreon.com slash sex unique podcast to hear us to hear in real time our process of coming to grips with our love for Brooks. I also need to say that Heather needs to go to Al-Anon. Yeah. When she's like, I won't. Well, we'll get there. But like, so once Lisa is not like she realizes she can't make any headway with 
She-Hulk Jen, she comes back into the dining room with Heather and Whitney, and she goes, hey, that was a lot. She goes, I... And tries to, like, have real talk with them. Lisa goes, I am, like, perplexed. (laughs) Terrence, I am, like, perplexed. I'm, like, perplexed. Um... (laughs) Whitney's like, damn, I have to, Jen really, like, is blaming me for, like, basically <laughs> the dissolution of her marriage. And she's like, what, she goes, what am I supposed to do? Send a flash mob or a singing telegram? <laughs> what? I think all it would take is her being like, look, I mean, the weird thing is she can't be like, I confronted you at Sharif's party because we're filming a reality show and that's what you do yeah. on bravo shows is you pick the most inconvenient time to confront someone about things that may or may not be true totally so that can't go anywhere and i don't know if jen really understands that i don't know if jen understands that she's like on a show even Mm -hmm. um but yeah whitney is finding herself in quite the pickle well then whitney divulges to lisa she's like during this little like threesome powwow session in the dinner room she's like well jen i don't know why jen is like acting so like she's such a good friend to meredith because jen has like basically blackmail photos of meredith and her side her side piece on her phone and is like ready to expose her at any time and was like kind of dropping hints to me to try to elude that meredith was cheating on seth or like had a boyfriend and lisa's like no no i don't believe that i don't know what you're talking about yeah well then all the women gather sans jen and we just see jen scream we just hear her actually scream crying on the phone to sharif which at this point i was like god like sharif really puts up with a lot he does like I understand if you're hot-headed and you're emotional and you're going through shit and you're flipping out every once in a while, but like if you're flipping out like once a week, every time that's you go too much. Every time you go somewhere, something bad happens. Like Jen's at a point where like every time she's in a social setting, like something volatile happens and like it's probably a lot for a partner to deal with. Like knowing that your partner's like out in public and can't <laughs> can't be trusted kind of like, it's probably a lot. And, like, honestly, it's I feel for Jen. Much. I feel for Jen that she has to deal with, like, long-distance partnership. But, like, I don't blame Sharif for, for hiding from her. For four days? <laughs> yeah, I would do the same thing. Like, there was a point where it showed a super cut of all of Jen's flip-outs. And I realized, I was like, wait, she's literally flipped out, like, eight different times over the course of filming. And that's not okay like you can't operate like that it's wild and Um, expect people to stick around and like work through it with you like it's just it's not fair to yourself or to anyone around you you got to get your shit together have you ever experienced a dry itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised unfiltered mineral filled water could be the reason why Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. 
Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean, either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched, if I do say so myself. I've noticed that, and I think our listeners have noticed too, because I've been picking up on a bunch of TikTok comments that have been like, you're glowing recently. So hats off to Dime. No one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine. The work system from Dime Beauty has everything you need in one powerful package. It includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. Are you ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? Give the moms in your life an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos and you will rise to the top of the heap and you will be deified and worshipped for the rest of your days walking this planet. Because as anyone who with siblings know, that's the only goal on Mother's Day is to be the favorite. And if you're an only child, you're still competing with all your other extended family members. And it's important to wage a war and come out on top. If you're an only child, you're also at war with yourself. 
So what you can do is get your mother or the preeminent mother figure in your life an aura frame. You load it up with photos. It's literally the easiest thing to do. And I know that you might be thinking you digital frames are bleak, but I'm telling you this aura frame is chic. And the best part is it has unlimited storage and an easy to use app so you can keep updating your mother or mother figure's frame with new photos. So it's the gift that keeps on giving and uploading. I gave my mom an aura frame and she had resisted for so long because she's truly anti-technology, like barely even understands how to FaceTime. And I said, just let me, just let me. And I set it all up for her. I plugged it in. I fired up the app. I preloaded pictures on it and now she's so into it that she figured out how to preload pictures and even runs it from her app, which is truly saying a lot because she refuses to download apps. She thinks everyone's spying on her, stealing her data and the fact that I was able to break through and she literally loves this frame, like loaded it up with pictures of her cat. I was like, we did it, Joe. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off, plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code SUP at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. They walk into Heather's suite and Lisa goes, I just sent, she goes, I just sent Meredith a text to meet us in your suite. (laughs) Lisa, always working. Always working and arranging things via text. They, yeah, there's a super cut and we see like Whitney's like, I mean, Jen was basically like threatening my life. (laughs) And we go, we cut back to her going like this. uh, Jen. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Whitney said, or Heather says, Jen was basically making threats against Whitney's life today at shopping. And you go back and she's like, I will drown her in a lake. No, she goes, the only reason Whitney isn't dead in the lake behind her house is because of you. And I was like, whoa, that's like. That's very specific. You're taking it to the next level. Yeah. She's like thought about it. You're like, she thought about breaking into Whitney's house, killing her. Oh, not killing her right away. Dragging but more her. More kind of like funny game style, dragging her out to the lake behind her house, riding around with her in a boat. And then, like, playing at whether or not she's going to drown her. And then being like, it's fine. I won't drown you. And then being like, JK. And pushing her off the boat and gleefully watching her drown. Oh, no, Laura. I don't, th- I don't think it's that smooth. I think it's literally just <laughs> half of her body's on land and half of her body's in the la- her head's in the lake. And just Jen <laughs> going, shut up. Shut up. Fuck you. And drowning her. And then being like, <gasps> and then running off into, like, the go car shop. was... Stuart is waiting in the car. Stuart's waiting in the Porsche, ready to zoom away. Step on it, Stu. Um, and then Meredith comes in, and and she, they Heather and Whitney tell Meredith that Jen has these photos of her, and and Meredith goes, "Well, I'm going." She goes, "I'm going to set the record straight with all of you, because I know some of you might be wondering." She goes, "Seth and I have been separated on and off for a very long time, and." I've seen other people. And then you just see Lisa looks like hurt. She's shocked. Her face. She's blinking. She's like very like she has this like silent. um, Almost betrayed. She's like and she in her confessional. She goes, I don't know my best friend. And here I am yeah. with my best friend and I know nothing about her. 
Meredith's like low key just been getting separated from Seth on and off for a really long time. So it seems and kind of, I guess, has been living like a second life. Mm hmm. Um, Lisa's bulldoze. Yeah. Lisa can't take it. And Heather. Heather's very loyal to Jen. Almost to a fault at this point. Mm hmm. Like she basically says like. We, she has a lot of volatility in her and a lot of bad sides, but she also has a lot of really good qualities and I'm choosing to like lean into the good qualities and I'm not just going to like cut her out. And then Heather kind of says that she never cuts people out of her life and like she's just not that kind of person, which I think is admirable to some extent, but like sometimes if people are fucking psychos, snip, snip, yeah, you gotta you get got, them out of there, babe. You got to cut and run. Yeah. Um, Lisa goes, I am processing tonight and I am not okay with that. <laughs> the next morning, Meredith is on the phone with Brooks and he says that the dog shit again. And I wrote the poltergeist strikes again. Yeah. Brooks goes, well, I had quite the morning, <laughs> you know, you put Teddy in my room so he doesn't pee everywhere. I went into my closet and I stepped right in his shit. <laughs> and then I looked and he had shit all over my blue Montclair coat. And I could have cried. I could have cried. And I just wrote, Teddy's doing the Lord's work. Teddy is possessed. Yeah. Teddy's channeling. Teddy's, I love I know a lot of people have like dogs that aren't potty trained, like no shade. But I love the idea of just a dog that like you have to put it somewhere so it doesn't piss all over your house. <laughs> I know. Get it trained. Train the dog. Train. Train your dog. And that next morning, everyone, it's revealed to everyone that Jen is gone. She packed overnight yeah, Jen, and headed out. Jen pulled like a classic, like, you know. A piece. She pieced. A power. style. Very classic, like drama on like a group trip and someone leaves and like goes out of night mm -hmm. i couldn't believe it and um, then we cut to mary's house of horrors yeah lisa calls mary to do a little download of uh <laughs> well also we see heather and she's facetiming with q and on angela oh i didn't catch that yeah she's she's facetiming with angela in the car who's in Ugh. the car what does Angie say? She's just telling her about like all the drama happening, and Angela's like, "Wow!" And then um, Lisa calls Mary. <laughs> I wish it would that they would have an extended conversation, and Angela would be like, <laughs> "Wow!" But did you know that <laughs> JFK Jr. is alive and walking around everywhere we see? I wish like, she would like share her QAnon realizations with Heather. Over she probably FaceTime. did, and they cut it. Ugh! Don't cut that shit. The people need to see. Um, Lisa calls Mary to tell her what, what happened and Mary again, alone in her house, like in her giant closet room. I just wrote Mary's been in quarantine since 2017. Yeah, I wrote, she's literally hasn't left her house in years. Sherlinda's walking around her room with her gloves on <laughs> and she, she brings like a, a stepping platform so Mary can get from the floor to her bed. As though Mary's like a dachshund or something. Yeah. <laughs> I love Charlene is wearing gloves. I, Mary also is like, she goes, I'm actually enjoying the time to regroup. And I just wrote me, aka <laughs> regrouping, quote unquote, where you just sit in your house for days at a time. 
<laughs> she you like isolate to the point of it being like unwell. Lisa's like she's like be glad you didn't come. Jen had to freak out again, and then Lisa goes or Mary goes. You can't fix crazy. And then like her eyes yeah. bug, and I was like, damn. She knew Jen would ruin the trip. Yeah, she Mary had a premonition. Mm-hmm. Jesus told her straight up. But Mary's honestly like, she's minding her business. She's organizing her her bedroom. In her she's, bedroom, she's, she's yeah. Keeping, <laughs> she's she's fine. She's retreated to her safe place, aka her bedroom closet. And so now strange. that she has, now that she has a footstool that will help her get into bed. The She's, fucking sky's the limit for how much regrouping she can truly do in her lair. Um, Heather goes into Jen's room to get her stuff from their shopping spree. And lo and behold, who's in there but Jen? Jen. <laughs> I, I wrote, I was like legit. I gasped when she was Same, still there. I screamed. Like I was like, oh my God, Jen's in there getting her like face done. Hair, she's surrounded a by chair. a glam squad. She's surrounded by like there's like 13 people in that room, part of Team Shaw, and they're all like Stewart's in there, her bodyguard, her glam squad. They're all in there, and Jen is in a. She's like, "Hi," in a completely different happy mood. It's very chilling. I love that there's a member of the Shaw squad that doesn't consent to being on camera, who like opened the door to let Heather in. Mm-hmm. Like his face was blurred out. <laughs> But he's there. And this reminds me of like a time when I was little and like ran away where I was like got in a fight with my mom and I was like, fine, I'm running away. And then I like walked down the block, did a lap around a cul-de-sac and then snuck back into my house and just hid under my bed for like hours to wait and see like what people said. And no one said anything. So then I just came out. (laughs) Oh, Oh, my God. Have you had to unpack that? This helped me unpack that. I was like, hold a gen at a young age. I, when I was young once, I saw my sister's friend who lived down the street and around the corner. She drove by with her mom in her, their station wagon and they had like a bunch of balloons in the backseat. Mm-hmm. And I went, whoa. And I just walked and walked down to their house because I wanted to play with the balloons. And her mom was like, Carrie, are you sure like your mom knows that you're here? And I was like playing and I was like, yeah. And then she goes, okay, we're going to, I'm going to have her daughter walk you back to to just to like make sure so that her my sister's friend walked like held my hand and walked me back to my house and the entire neighborhood was looking for me and my mom was people were going carry like there was a flagpole on someone's front lawn and these people these kids i remember were holding on to the pole and walking around in circles going carry care and my mom saw me and she was like ah! and like found me and like was like don't you leave again and I was like, I'm sorry. It was like, it was fully like Gone Girl within minutes. I love all it takes is like 30 minutes of being gone just to follow some balloons and have a fun time for the whole neighborhood to assume you've been taken. Well, one time I was outside. I was, I must have been five. I had this very vivid memory. I was playing on our, my lawn outside and our screen door was open. And my mom was right in the kitchen and it was like close to the door. So she could see me. And this mm-hmm. a woman drove up to me, like parked in front of my house and like rolled her window down and said, can you give me directions to something? And I was like, what? I was like five. And she said, hey, come closer. Can you give me directions? And I almost started walking to her and my mom went, Carrie, get back. And she like drove off. 
Isn't that weird? Oh, what the fuck? Like, okay, so you were like primed to get taken. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> you were literally ready to get taken. I was ready at to a be ab- abducted, but like, Dorothy knew that your propensity for getting taken was high, and so she was just on high alert. I love that. But like, if you need, if you're stopping to ask a child for directions, mm-mm. Mm, no, adults. <laughs> just remember, adults don't need help from children. No, they don't. <laughs> and if they do, run. That is certainly true. Um, <laughs> I love, hey, excuse me, little boy. Can you tell me where, like, where's, like, Rainbow Bar and Grill? And I was like, as if, and I walk, as if I'm I like, knew. the nearest gas station, sir. Where could it be? And I was like, You're oh. Like, Goo Gaga. <laughs> Isn't that fucked up? She was like a grown come ass closer. woman. I love, come closer. I can't hear you. I really am lost and I deeply need directions to Stu's Tavern. Do you know? Yeah. Do you know how to get to Ross? Do you know any good happy hours in the area? Do you know how to get to Ross? (laughs) Do you know how to get to Marshall's? And I was like, sure. Where's the nearest Coles? And I was like, okay, uh, yeah, I'll let you know. And I was like about to walk up to her. (laughs) I wanted to help. I love, come closer. Isn't that fucked up? I love you being like at under being like I abs- I feel like I could help this woman. Yeah, out. she she <laughs> she feeling really confident yeah, in your she, like no- knowledge of the city to be like I'm gonna lay some fucking knowledge on this woman about e- north, south, east, and west, and what lies in those regions. If we're not going down the route that she was, like, probably looking for a child to abduct, like, she probably, mm-hmm. like, to imagine, like, an adult seeing, like, <laughs> this, He'll guy, know. this guy knows, he knows the score. He looks like he's pretty well versed in the goings on of this city. Let me go right up to this li- young lad. And then you being like, actually, I do know a thing or two about the good places around here. Let me help her. I, they call me <laughs> Mr. Camden County. In another realm, this was like just a chill exchange yeah. between two people. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's like fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, it literally is like a horror movie. <laughs> but I love imagining it as you being like, what people, what yeah. locals around here won't tell you is if you drive there's down. A, there's a man that 92 knows. East and ha- hang to the right at the fork in the road. You'll reach a great chicken shack called Earl's. Stop in, ask for Bobby. Say you want the Carrie O'Donnell special. He'll yeah. know what you need. Yeah. There's a guy that knows <laughs> like, his way. Thank you. I've been having such a hard time with people around these parts, getting the right direction to so the place that I needed to go. And I go, and I freeze. I gotcha. Fucking Don't weird. worry about it, little lady. Um, oh, my God. I'm so crying. Jen, Jen, so Jen's just like, <laughs> hi. She's holding court. And then she's like, team, be excused. And they all go, yes, ma'am. And then, and then Jen goes, I don't know what I would do without, the, without my team. And she's like, I thought you left. And Jen's like, <laughs> I, well, I was on my way to the airport. And my friends, my team told me to just go to sleep. Yeah. She goes, thank God for the Shaw squad. And I just am like, they're your paid friends. They're, they're not like your squad. Like you pay them to hang out with you. And they're gaslit. You need help. Yeah. I said, Jen needs help. She does. She really does. And I'm not even saying that as like a mean thing. No, just no, like, she's she's not well. I don't think she's yeah. I think there's like a lot of things going on and like I, I was like very into her like as 
this kind of unpredictable housewife that we could watch but now i'm kind of like jen you need to like <laughs> i don't i mean just get well soon to which truly. i say get well soon and like i think she will yeah she will news because you can't watch yourself act like this on tv and then like double down on no. it though people definitely have in the past but yeah. i feel like jen does want to overcome her demons. I do too I, I'm like, I I'm I'm rooting for her and I and I I still am team Jen yeah team Jen we ride Whitney has arranged another fun Vegas twist she's bringing them to you got to bring in a spiritualist at some point of course no uh, season no first season of housewives is complete, complete without someone who can commune with the other side yeah. Um, so Whitney, Lisa, and Meredith go ahead before Heather and Jen, and they ride along, and they go to this woman's house whose name is Kimberly Friedmutter. She is a businesswoman oh. slash hypnotist from San Antonio, Texas, that is based in Las Vegas. I think her husband's also very rich. She's worth oh my $45 God. million. Dollars. Her website? You need? Have you been on her website? Uh, I haven't. I am sending it to you right now because I actually have chills. She's like blessing people via her website. Please oh, I'm on do right yourselves now. a favor. Oh. Go to KimberlyFriedmutter.com. World-renowned hypnotist and author of Subconscious Power. Wait, wrote, this website book. design is incredible. She's amazing. She kind of looks like Connie Britton. And she's... She has powerful like a- hair. She's sort of like a Marianne Williamson for Vegas, I guess. Wow. Her plant and candle budget. Huge. Her crystal budget. Her house is like, everything's big. Like, when they all sit on the couch, they all look teeny, teeny, tiny. Like, they all look like they've been miniaturized. And that couch looked incredible. Goals. Like, her house is like Bali threw up. But like a beautiful jungle inside of a house. It looks like one of those jungle. It looks like everything looks like one of those like weird, like kind of not my cup of tea uh, design stores on like Santa Monica Boulevard or like Melrose. They're just like very large home decor. Mm -hmm. Like a really large wooden carved chair. Or like a giant horse, inexplicably. Yeah. Um, but her house, I would, I want to chill in there. I would love nothing more than to go to her house. It looked really comfortable. I'm um, gonna read her book. Do it. Let's tell me how it is. I'll report back. Um. So Kimberly welcomes them in. She's a hypnotist. So the girl Meredith and Lisa are a little like, what the fuck? But um, she's really good at like hypnotizing and doing sort of group healing and um, working through issues. So Whitney thought it'd be good to bring the girls together, of course, because Whitney's the plant, the production plant. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just walk in and she assembles them and she kind of brings them around on a table and kind of tries to like get them in like a trancey state. So she starts doing like breathing work with them and they do like a meditative moment. And right as they're dropping in to a deep state of hypnosis, the doorbell rings and Jen and Heather show up. And their Meredith's face is like she's stifling <laughs> so much like 
disdain at the sight of Jen. Like it's it's actually like incredible to watch. She's like the energy in the room really changed the moment that they walked in. And you can tell everyone's just like perturbed and also Jen looks like a psycho. Yeah, she's wearing like a headband and like And her like green like jumpsuit. I was just like, "Honey, read the room and also figure like figure it out babe i love how they're just i I feel like i like they're in like some suburban vegas area too i never think of vegas as like having this type of house they have i think a lot of people live like big in big house like vegas is like has a lot of wealthy people in it well when you drive by vegas like there's henderson which is right outside of it and i think that's like if you look out there's like a sprawling like endless rows of homes and like looks like a million people live there or something i'm really just like have a deep prejudice against nevada in general that i need to work through that's like some of my shadow work involves figuring out why i loathe nevada so much we can work through it i'm gonna bring it up in therapy next time that said vegas we would love to do a show there uh sign me the fuck up i would love nothing more actually after post covid at this point i have no hatred or prejudices against any place like i would i would go anywhere yeah i'd go to like gary indiana hell yeah um so they all assemble and she's kimberly asks heather if she's ever had hypnosis and heather goes yes once at a carnival (laughs) i'm like i want to know about that um there i just her couch looks incredible so she gets all the girls on the couch and she's gonna do sort of like a group mediation this was giving me this truly my boarding school did shit like this but we called them forums Mm -hmm. and you would gather and sit in a circle with like a moderator a Mm -hmm. counselor and then you would be encouraged to work out any sort of grievances you had with people in yeah. that space. And it usually ended up with everyone yelling at one person and trying to get the person that was being either crazy or whatever contrary, like contrarian to like admit that they were wrong. And I was just like, oh, my God, these are like grown women having a forum right now. Yeah, they they it's a very circular like Jen just kind of takes up all the space and is complaining and talking about like how she's been wronged and she's basically like absolving herself of any fault in her like egregious actions. And yeah. She's very much projecting all her issues onto all the people around her and blaming them for her own actions without taking any sort of responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also driven by like, a lot of shame that she has over the way she acts but instead of like instead of acknowledging that which would then force her to like look at that shadow side or take accountability for the shame she has it's much easier for her to be like Whitney lied Mm -hmm. and like the liars are the ones that are the problem but she's so wrapped up in her own bullshit that it comes across as really dark it's sad to watch so it's basically just, it's kind of a dark, and the, the only bright spot was just seeing Kimberly's reactions. Kimberly was just always like, her mouth was kind of ajar, and she was just always like, 
I loved. I mean, I would watch uh, even more hours of this because it's like really shining a light on like the group dynamics and like Jen's behavior is just interesting. Jen, again, is like you. I was defending you like you. You and Meredith said that I was like you were afraid of me. And Jen goes, I did not say that. She keeps saying or Lisa goes, I did not say that. She goes, I did not say that. And I'll say that till I die. Yeah. And at one point, Meredith is looking. Meredith is kind of has this like stoic gaze the whole time. And at one point she says to Jen, she goes, I don't get angry easily. And you don't want to see me get angry. And I was like, whoa. Yeah, I guess not. What was really weird about this whole thing is like Jen has the most problems with Whitney Mm -hmm. and like feels like Whitney like has done all this stuff to wrong her and fuck with her marriage, but she doesn't confront her at all. No. And then when Kimberly introduces a game that I don't feel is very no. like trust. positive <laughs> called trust, no trust, where she just says, do you trust this person? And then you raise your hand if you do, or like, do you not trust this person? You, everyone raises their hand if they don't trust you. I was like, this game isn't helping anyone, Kim. Yeah. But, like go off. When they get to Jen, everyone raises their hand. And then Jen to just be like, cause she knows she can like, shit on her when she gets to heather jen's the only person that raises her hand <laughs> but she doesn't trust was, heather she didn't raise her hand when they asked if she trusted whitney which was so weird i think I was she like, was i think she person. was she was trying to punish heather i think yeah but it was it all just really and, th- and there's this amazing shot where heather's just like after Jen raises her hand at saying she doesn't trust Heather. Heather's just staring and she's like, this is unbelievable. And you just hear Kimberly go, so demure, but boiling over. <laughs> Kimberly loves people that are boiling over in rage. And Heather's like tells Lee- Jen, she's like, I think you're a really shitty friend to me. And like, I've, I've been there for you a lot and I feel like you don't give me anything as a friend. Which I was like, good. She said it. Yeah. She has to, and I appreciate that Heather does try and keep it real with Jen. Like, she's very honest with her about what the problems are and, like, is not going to just be, like, a yes man to mm-hmm. her friends when they're pulling some bullshit. And I mm-hmm. think, like, that's the sign of a great friend. Yeah. But, like, what the fuck is Jen really going through that's causing her to act like this? Is it, like, problem drinking and, like, marriage problems? Is it, like, still grieving the death of her mom? Like, I, is it, I don't understand. Like, to have someone this out of touch with, like, reality, you must be having yeah, much, I much think, deeper problems. I think Jen has a lot of, like, big fish, small pond kind of syndrome where she feels like she's wants more from life. Like, maybe she she would probably, like, honestly be better off in, like, L.A. or something. And I think she... I also think like her environment is probably like re- a little oppressive mm-hmm. and she's, you know, a woman of color and like a very white kind of Mormon centric area and her husband's not there a lot. And I don't think she has many friends that she sees. So I think she's probably like, I'm not like analyzing her. I just, from what I'm seeing, I think she's like, seems 
feeling like she's a little trapped and like bogged down. And I think her husband not being there a lot. I think she's lonely. She resents him. I think she feels like maybe anxiety about her kids getting. I don't know what it is, but she's she seems to have some trauma from the past. And I think just her I honestly think it's her environment that she's in. She's isolated. And I think it's like, yeah, I think it's coming to a head and I think she might have she might be a problem drinker. But again, I'm not I'm not an expert and this is just based on what I'm seeing as a viewer. But it seems like she's, she just has a lot of like un nebulous rage. And I, I empathize with her and I, I, I have had moments, I'm a reactive person and I've had moments where like, I am not proud of like how I'm acting, but I almost like can't help myself, you know, I'm like mm-hmm. getting caught up in the moment and I get that and I've been there and, but Jen needs to really like <laughs> check herself. Cause it's, you don't, you don't hit people. You don't hit people. No, it's one thing to be like loud and have a big personality and there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're being like verbally abusive towards people or like combative and then like getting physical, like that's not the same thing as being loud and having a big personality. That's like, you're being a psycho. Yeah. There's a difference. Mm hmm. So then like I, yeah, it just ends with like. A cliffhanger and what what's how's the this little mediation gonna sort itself off sort itself out in the finale. Um but, And then we get a gift in the form of a little sneak peek of what's to come on the finale. And all I have to say is Meredith Marks on a red carpet wearing a full face covering made of crystals. Yeah, that is was reason enough for me to stay in the game. Yeah, I'm in. That that one image alone like sealed the deal. Oh, it's done. It was like Stanley Kubrick. Mm-hmm. That was truly taking it to the level that I needed it to be taken to. I need to wear that mask now. Yeah, you need it. She was ready. She was like ready to go like two years ago. Mm-hmm. It was powerful. It was beautiful. It was classic Meredith. And I'm ready to bear witness to it. I also just bought Kimberly Friedmitter's book on Amazon Audible. I love that. So I can't wait to do my dishes and do some chores around the house and listen to what she has to say about uncovering your inner subconscious. I love it. Wow. What a journey we've been on. Yeah, what a journey we've been on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm proud to be on this road with you. Me too. We did it, Joe. We we did it, Joe. We did it, Joe. Um, there's likely two to three more episodes left before we bid these ladies farewell for a while. But I'm I'm glad we did it. Me too. It was a new. It was an experiment. It was an experiment. It was a whole new journey for Sup, but. I love experimenting and I love nothing more than a, the new journeys. So uh, you can follow Laura at Lars Marie on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Carrie at eCarrie You can subscribe to our Patreon to get bonus episodes and past episodes of SUP. Even yeah. When SUP was not a podcast I was a part of. Yeah. And episodes of Pumped Podcast was a very, my first ever 
deep cut journey of getting into the podcasting world and talking about Vanderpump Rules. There's also recaps of seasons one and two of Vanderpump Rules with a variety of special guests. There's a lot of bonus content on there. You can find that at patreon.com slash podcast. To all the people that do subscribe, I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you. Be safe. And to our editor, Jonathan Kornman, I also say thank you. We heart you. And yeah, stay safe. Don't get COVID. And if you get COVID, in the words of Sheena, be a fighter. Be a fighter. Love you. Bye. Bye.